Auburn drops a heartbreaker to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up, Auburn family? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. We are in here on this. It's a rainy Sunday morning here in Pensacola, so I'm sure it's a dreary one up there with you as well, Blake and Mobile. And it's not just raining outside, but it's raining inside my heart, Blake. And I'm sure it is yours as well, man. The Auburn Tigers drop. Whoa, me and you were talking before we started recording. Um, I put this one up there with the Florida State National Championship one far as just just level of hurt, just the, the pain, the opportunity that you had. Um, I, I don't even know where to start, man, but how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, I'm not feeling good, man. I'm not feeling good. This this one, this one hurt. This one hurt bad. Um, fourth and fourth and goal from the thirty-one, man. Fourth and goal from the thirty-one. I uh, I'm lost. I, I'm I have no words. I'm 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 devastated. Like we get beat thirty-one to ten by New Mexico State. We're down and out, and we get a performance like this. And we're three minutes away from beating the number eight team in the country, the greatest dynasty in college football. And Auburn finds a way to screw it up. I'm gutted for the fan base who showed out. Jordan Hare Stadium was absolutely rocking. I'm gutted for the seniors because you had Alabama on the freaking ropes. You had them. You had them. I'm gutted that Alabama still has something to play for. That's my biggest thing is you had the opportunity to end their season yesterday and you outplayed them for 57 minutes in that game and you let them off the hook. You let them off the hook and you let them continue their season into next week against the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta. And now, if they win next week, they're in the college football playoff. And it's pain. It's pain that we can't field a punt to win a football game. We knew it was going to happen. We knew it. My brother called it while we were watching the game. He said, hey, we're about to muff this punt. Yeah. My brother said, we're about to muff this punt. um, and, And we'll talk about everything on this episode, but I'm gutted. My dad is gutted. My brother is gutted. Because last night I had to walk around the house and listen to my wife make little roll tide jokes. And I, I didn't even want to uh, watch any football after that. Because I bought the passion in our preview episode. I told you why I hated Alabama. I told you that Harvey Updike is, is trash. Like, I told you that... Alabama fans, they celebrate him. That's how they act, man. That's how they are. And we blew it. We found a way to lose the game. We didn't even know who was returning the punt. Yeah, definitely going to get into that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – it's just 
my uncle told me this last night. He, he called right after the game, and he huge Alabama fan, huge Alabama fan. He said he he calls me Boudreaux. All right, now he he's called me Boudreaux since I was coming out the womb, man. Like, like that's just that's been my nickname with him. He said Boudreaux, one thing. He said Alabama knows how to win, and Auburn knows how to swag surf. Hmm. He said, that's the difference in the programs right now. Yeah, say now, it again. <laughs> Alabama knows how to win, and Auburn knows how to swag surf. All right? mm. That's the difference in the program. And he told me, he said, I'm not saying that it's going to you know, be like that under Hugh Freeze. He said, but right now, yeah. and the previous two coaches that you had, that is the culture that was created at Auburn was a losing mindset. They will find a way to lose the game when it comes to inferior opponents like Georgia and Alabama. All right? And, and hey, let's go back to the Georgia game, Dustin. Did we not have an opportunity to win that game? Cam Riley on the sideline, let an interception fall right through his hands. Had a, had a chance to win that game. Cam Riley makes that play. Auburn more than likely wins that football game. If we field a punt last night, we more than likely win that football game. I know Hugh Freeze with the with the visitors list and, and the commits that have been picking the Auburn Tigers. I know things are changing. I do. But, man, you in game, you had them dead in the water, and we choked. We choked. We didn't have anybody that wanted to step up and make a play. I mean, I know we'll get into this, but, man, put Jalen Simpson back there to field the punt if you don't know who is in the game to field it. All right, Corey Moore has barely seen the field this year. Jalen, sure-handed guy. If he can't make the play, he's going to back off, tell everybody to get away from the football. I know we'll talk about it, Dustin. I'm just pissed off right now. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I'm still mad. I haven't even watched the post-game presser. I get home last night an hour and a half after the game, and I get on Twitter and see that Hugh didn't even know who was fielding the punt. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just at a loss, man. I'm at a loss for words. I'm scrambling. I don't know – this hurt, man. It hurt. And you bringing up the, the 2013 National Championship game. Look, dog, we we gave up a fourth and 31 to our biggest rival to knock them out of National Championship contention. And you blew it. That and is pain. And I guarantee you that you, you, you'll be hard-pressed to go through Robert history and find the stadium louder than it was at that moment. Yep. I mean, I mean, think about it. You get it's, it's for one. I heard it right, but it, it's fourth and it's fourth and goal from the thirty versus Alabama. All you got to do is prevent the touchdown here, and you win the game. Boy, I mean, that's that's silver platter for Jordan Hare Stadium. A hungry yeah. Auburn fan base, Jordan. That's silver platter, and you give it up. I'll tell you one thing. Um, Auburn Jesus has abandoned us. Auburn Jesus has abandoned us. And I don't know if he's coming back. I think maybe, maybe he said, "Okay, these are your blessings." And uh, but, but and, and I'm I'm done with him. But I I don't want to hear y'all calling on him no more because I'm done calling on him anyway. Y'all can do what you want. But look on, on a on a serious note, Blake. Look, um, 
I want to say this. This is the game. This is the Iron Bowl recap because you had brought up the visitors list and all that. And I promise you, this next couple of weeks, you we're about to crank out some recruiting pods because there's going to be plenty to talk about. I think we 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 won in there's we won in some battles versus Alabama last night. We won yeah. some battles. Didn't win. Didn't win the important one. Didn't win the win that we're we're here to talk about. Well, I don't even want to say important because some of the, there's some important stuff happening. But um, but this is a game recap. So don't so so this doesn't need to be taken as an indictment on the future or anything, right? This is just looking at this game and what you have this game. And yeah, so I've I, I, I talked about this in the summer where. Auburn has not won the big games in a long time. And me and you in the summer, we kind of agreed the last big win was the 2019 Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you made the plays. Think about the plays you had to make, right? You Sal Canella. I mean, it's a painting now, the yeah. catch that he made. Um, the 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 pick six, Jacoby McClain, take a yep. you know, 102, 103 yards, whatever it was. Uh, you made the you made the crucial plays in that moment. Gus. With a little pooch punt at the end of the game, the little fake pooch punt that threw Saban yep. off. They had 12 men on the field. That 2019 Iron Bowl, that's the last one where a, a big time game, a big time opponent, where you made the plays. And and that was that was a long time ago. You know, that was a, that was a long time ago. So now Bo Nix is about to win a Heisman as a fifth year senior out at Oregon. And that just shows you right there how much Auburn has botched these last couple of years. And this is um this one just this you have to own it if you're this coaching staff that this was and these players, but um the fact yeah well, let's just get into it about the pun okay so in the because it <laughs> obviously Coy Moore and Keontae both wear zero and Hugh he initially in the presser. He is. He answers a question about it, and he's talking as if he says, "Hey, Keontae made a mistake. Um, he's a team leader, all this kind of stuff." And then our guy Mike G asked, "Well, why was Coy Moy back there?" And didn't ask it in a combative way, just just the way the questions developed. And then Hugh said, "Oh, wait a second, Coy was back there. Oh, that well, I, it should have been Keontae. That's a question for Tanner, which I guess is Tanner Burns, who will be in charge of the special team situation there." Uh, that's inex- inexcusable. That cannot be the case in a game of this magnitude. You had Alabama. You had you had them dead to rights in your home stadium, and we just watched Keontae. I mean, we've seen what Keontae's been all year. And then my question is this too, Blake: Who are the who are the senior leaders that are out there on that team, out there on that specific on that specific play? Coy Moore himself. That don't call Tom out and say, hey, something's up, something's up. Because anything outside of Keontae Scott there is unacceptable. Or like you said, Jalen. But to be truthful with you, the way that Auburn's performed in these big games, and we've had some struggles this year, fielding punts at times, I don't think there should have been anybody back there. Yep. Because if they get the ball at the one, I don't give a damn. Tush, push, get up to the three, and keep it going. But but like like you said, at, at the least, let it be Jalen Simpson, a sure-handed guy. Look, I know no one hurt, hurts more than Coy Moore. 
I know that Coy Moore is one of the guys that shows up to practice every single day on time and all that kind of stuff, and, and he does everything right. So, you know, I, I'm i not attacking the kid personally. He just shouldn't have been out there, and, yep. and, right? And, and that's the thing, too, man. I know that all these guys – like, I'll be honest with you, dude. Um, the video of Jalen pounding the ground at the end of the game, that's tough for me to watch, man. Cause I love that guy. I do. And I know that the effort that he's put in and I know the effort that all those guys have put in, but how do you, how do you, how is the head coach of Auburn not aware that you don't have the right guy back there for the punt return? It's just, it's such a colossal mistake. I just, I struggle to understand it. And then you go to, what's I can point out three games to you, Blake, Georgia, Ole Miss and Alabama, where Auburn's had to burn a timeout and or got a penalty for trying to rotate quarterbacks. I thought we were past the rotation of the quarterbacks, man. Mm-hmm. You're moving the ball. You bring in Robbie or what? You're in a, a speed sweep and you get to what, second and 17? Yep. yep. And then that that's not even the one. That, there was the one you know before in the game where you, when you try to make them and you're not able to get the playoff. And that's just – it's something that we've seen. And I'm wondering why – that continued so and i know that you have i know that um you're real passionate about that last play there i'm trying to to get everything out the way i think i got everything out the way here leading up to the fourth and goal um as far do let's say this blake before we before we get into that final play um what kept us in the game was our ability to run the football which me and you did not think we were going to be able to do. Yeah. But when we take a look at the stats, let's see. Jarquez, 14 carries for 93 yards, 6.6 a carry. Damari, Damari looked good. Damari with 10 carries, 85 yards, 8.5 a carry, and a touchdown. Uh, PT had 15 carries for 57 yards, 3.8 yards a carry. And, uh, you know, sacks are taken into consideration there, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I thought, Blake, that he ran the ball hard, and I thought that he ran the ball tough. I thought PT played a very tough, wasn't the most clean game, but I thought he played his ass off. And uh, VAR had the carry for a touchdown for 12 yards, and then Robbie has two carries for three y- for negative three yards with, you know, after 1.5, negative 1.5 a carry. But you you ran the ball, and then going to the, uh, the team stats overall, Alabama with 451 total yards. We had 337. They had 192 rushing yards, and we had 244. Like, if you would have told me that before the game, I'm, damn, Blake. Uh, the passing yards, uh, 259 to 93. Obviously, we kind of we kind of know what that is there. But I mean, I just what did you what did you think about? Because I, I know we, we're we're going to get into that final play. But I, I, what did you think about the offensive game plan um, the, the, coming into the game and, and the ability to, to run the ball a little bit, which me and you looked at before the game and said Alabama was at 3.6 yards a carry, and for yeah. us to be able to, to, to come in and do that. Just your thoughts on kind of what Hugh Freeze drew up this week. Man, I'm still thinking about the punt. Um, I know. Look, he, he attacked – he he went right at the teeth of the Alabama defense, all right? And he said, you're going to stop. You're going to stop the run, all right? We're going to run the ball. Uh, we're going to 
run it right at you, and we're going to chew clock, and we're going to keep the Alabama offense off the field. Uh, I think that PT, I think he ran it really well. Um, that Some of the reads that he made uh, were, you know, they were on point, Dustin. Like, And that's what I mean when I tweeted last night. I was like, hey, man, you battled. You battled. Did he play a clean game? Did he miss some reads? Yeah, he missed some reads. I mean, there were some times where he should have handed it when he kept it, and there were some times he should have kept it when he handed it. But w- what Hugh drew up, man, is is we're going to chew this clock, and if we are successful on first down, we're going to run a little tempo. Um, and and it worked. Like I feel like if Jarquez wouldn't have got hurt, if he wouldn't have got a little beat up, uh, I, I feel like he has more than 14 carries and he gets well over 100 yards. Could have kept getting um, to Mari, though. I, th- I felt like we got yeah. away from the run myself. Yep. Where we went away from the run is at the beginning of the fourth quarter on that drive in the red zone, we went away from the run. And I put it in our game day group chat. Yep. We went away from the run inside the 10-yard line, and we started trying to throw the ball. Right. In my opinion, that is where you started to see the downfall of this game. Everything Hugh Freeze and this coaching staff did, their game plan in this football game was perfection. All right? Play smash-mouth football. Big props to our offensive line. Offensive line showed up this week. Got bullied last week against New Mexico State. Showed up this week. All right? Against Gunnar Britton played his ass off. All right? Um, You got bullied last week. You responded. All right? Big props to you. Love it. All right, that's how you bounce back. But what killed me was that drive at the beginning of the fourth, late in the third, beginning of the fourth, we're inside the 10, and we go away from running the football. We try to throw it. We end up kicking a field goal to make it 24-20. If you score right there, you win this football game. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. You win the football game. You go up 28-20, to you win. You win. They're down eight. Milrow struggling. Like he he wasn't his best. I'm telling you, Jordan Hare Stadium played a big role in that. I just we were running it down their throat, man, and we went away from it. And and the rotation of the quarterbacks, like you said, I thought we were done with that. You bring Robbie in and you lose seven yards and you end up you burn timeouts because uh. Your offensive line is having to listen to a different cadence. Peyton is lost when he comes back into the game. It's just a cluster, man, and I don't know why we continue to do it. I really don't. It's, it's three just, of our most important games, Blake. Yep. If you would have circled Bama, Georgia, and Ole Miss before the season, it killed us in those three games at, at certain points. And look, you can uh, you can trash Peyton Thorne for going five of sixteen for ninety-one yards. Uh, Bo, like I said, he battled. Mm-hmm. He battled. Uh, he he made throws when he had to. Look, I think another key, I think another key throw uh, was to Fairweather right before the right before the half. You have got to catch that football, brother. I know it wasn't the best throw. I know, I know he didn't hit him in the chest or in stride or anything like that. But he threw it at him, and it went right through his hands. You have got to catch that. You were a veteran. 
You are a transfer, a veteran, an upperclassman. You have got to catch that football. If you if you catch that football, we we kick a field goal. All right, that puts us around midfield. We're down three. There's plenty of time left. You can still kick a field goal because McPherson is absolute money. Yeah, I didn't Mc miss one all season. Hadn't missed a field goal all season. McPherson is absolute money, dog. And if you get that thing to the 40, uh, <laughs> I feel comfortable with him from 60. All right, Six, maybe 65. I mean, dude, I know that sounds crazy, but dude, dude can punch it, brother. Um, but, I, but I hate some of our play calls when we're right there on the borderline of his – of his yeah. range because it feels like that we do some goofy stuff and it's like man you've almost got three at, on three in your back pocket right here at the 40 like you're saying and then we that that seems to be when we do some kind of uh, the sweep and all of a sudden yeah. now you're you're six yards back you know what i'm saying it's like I man i just feel like when you're right there when you have a weapon like that like you're saying here i mean me and you we say it all the time you got them points right there don't be scared to use them yeah um 65 might be a little aggressive but uh 60 i mean 57 65. yeah, yeah 55 like like i mean i just feel like if you get the ball to the 40 like that's a 57 yarder bro like i feel like mcpherson could hit that yeah, as a freshman like he did it in high school bro was yeah. kicking 60 yarders in high school i mean yeah, he's a dog. yeah so i um i felt like that was a big momentum changer I don't hey man, it this is this is one of the hardest episodes I've ever had to do. I'll be honest with you. I, yeah, yeah. It, normally it sucks. Yeah, normally we have a we have a structure and, and we it go sucks, through, man. we go through the game and how it played out on this one. It's just yeah. But that's because we're fans, man. That's because we care. Um before we started recording, you talked about how you just, just kind of sat there last night and, and didn't want to watch any other games and I know everybody listens the same way. You wake up this morning, you physically feel it, and that's because you love and you care. And it's, um, you know, look, we're going to get a bowl invitation here soon. We're going to get some big-time recruits here soon. There's going to be some big uh, big flips and all kind of stuff. And then Blake are going to be on here. We're going to be hype as hell. And we're going to be telling you about why the future is bright. But right now, on, on uh, recapping this particular game, boy, this – yeah, so. this is this is this is the toughest one that I've ever had to do with you, brother. Uh, going to um, the final play, Blake. You've made you've been you've made no uh, bones about the way you feel about it out on social media. Uh, you were uh, it's Big just, Twelve. Yeah, just talk about talk about the final play and the decisions to only bring two. Uh, that's what the Big Twelve does. Oh man. Uncalled for, brother. Uncalled for. I, I I just want an explanation. Did Hugh? I haven't watched the post game presser. What did Hugh say? Well, I, I I don't know because I just want an explanation, man. And and uh, he he said, yeah, he said that if you bring the he said that if you bring the house there and you get beat, then everyone's questioning you why you don't bring the house. You just rush rush for rush for you you. You don't have to bring the house. You drop seven. Man, look, <clears throat> I, I was talking about this uh, before we, <clears throat> excuse me. I was talking about this before we started recording. Minka Fitzpatrick the other day in the NFL, 
for the Steelers. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. I can't remember exactly when. He calls a timeout. All right. They're rushing three. They're rushing three people. They're from the 17. Whoever they were playing was like on the 17 yard line. Last play of the game. He calls a timeout and he runs up to the DC and he says, hey, 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 let's just put seven guys across the goal line. We rush forward, try to close the pocket in. He's got to get the ball out quick. They did that. It worked. All right. We didn't even try. We didn't even try to put any pressure, um, close the pocket in on Milrow. We didn't even try. We had Eugene on fourth and goal from the 31-yard line as a QB spy. A QB spy for what? What do you need a QB spy for in that situation? Please tell me. Please tell me. I'm all ears to listen. What do you need a QB spy for in that situation? I'm here, baby. I'm here to listen. I'm free. I'm here all day. Uh, I'll DM you my, my cell phone number, and, and I'm free to listen. Because that shit yesterday was what they do in the Big 12. That was straight from Baylor. Okay? And that's the reason they give up 600 yards of offense out there. That is the reason uh, th- th- they can't tackle out there. All right, They play flag football out there. It's because they rush three, drop eight, and prevent prevents you from winning. All right? The hardest thing to do, man, in, in football, the hardest thing to do is to cover somebody for seven seconds. All right? When you're asking a DB – who's one-on-one, somehow one-on-one, guess what, Zion Puckett, all right? I hate it, but Puckett got beat a lot yesterday. To watch the one, uh, the miscommunication between him and DJ, it's like I don't even have to, to, to know the play and know whose assignment is what. What I know is both of those guys are vets. Yep. Both of those guys got plenty of reps under their belts. So whoever the hell's fault it is, it really doesn't matter. You're making that mistake right there after we had just came down and scored and just grabbed momentum. And then two guys that – man, um, the, on the fireside chat with the War Report guys, they talked about how Zion, he knows – you know, he's the guy back there. He knows where everybody's supposed to be. That's what the DBs – that sat down with the guy said that Zion was the guy that knew everybody was supposed to line up and all that. Okay. And then I know, I know the caliber of player that DJ is right at his best. So mistake was made. I mean, like, it's just, it's two vets is what I'm saying. It's two guys who know better. And it's a, it's just the culture, Blake. That's like, I don't know how to win games. That's like, I told one of my buddies, these games, these games, he texted me last night and he said, what was four doing? And I said, buddy, what's crazy is he's our best cover corner. He's our best guy. And he's probably been beat. I can count on one hand how many times he's gotten beat all year. Like in two years probably. The last two years he's been at Auburn. He has been locked down. Um, Look, I know everybody's saying like you tackle the guy and everything. I think I think DJ thought he had a little help from Zion, and um, Zion obviously looking at the the end zone picture from a couple people's cell phone. 
they ran a crosser right in front of Zion's face, and DK went with that guy, and Zion creeped with him. And I think when Milrow saw that, he saw that he had one-on-one with DJ in the corner and Isaiah Bond. I feel like that's where he was throwing the football. And Saban come out and said they work on that play every every Friday and walk through. They work on that play. Um, and I think that got I think that got Zion when they sent that crosser across his face at the goal line. DK went with him. Zion saw it. Zion went. You see him. He takes three or four steps to his left. That leaves one on one with DJ in the corner. Um, we still rushed two people, and we had a we had a QB spy on fourth and thirty one. This Big Twelve stuff. Now, look, I've been high on Ron all year. I know I was in the heat of the moment when I said fireable offense. Um, and he's a great defensive coordinator. But you don't even have to send the house, man. You don't even have to do what you did against New Mexico State. Well, you did send the house, and you got beat right. uh, up the scene by the At tight the end. medium. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you don't have to send the house there. You just rush four, man. Why Why go away? Why go away from doing what got you there? Why go away from it? Um, put seven guys on the goal line, rush four. All right? Look, this is, this is a quarterback that just – panicked he had just panicked their center had just panicked all right their center just snapped the ball back there for you to get in that situation and then he throws an illegal forward pass because he was under a little bit of pressure he panicked he ran past the line of scrimmage and threw it away like is is look Jalen Milrow does not handle pressure very well he doesn't when you get a hand in his face he tends to panic a little bit it happened last night. He wasn't he wasn't his best. But you let him sit back there for seven seconds on the last play. And and he could have sat back there for 30 seconds. Look at how clean the pocket was. We couldn't do anything, and Eugene's dancing around 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Just QB spine. Look, if Jalen Milrow takes off there, there's no way he's getting 30 yards without breaking a couple tackles. All right? He's going to have to meet a, a defensive back. Somewhere at the 10, the 5, something, all right? Everybody's like, oh, well, we were QB spying because if Jalen Milrow takes off, brother, he's not making it 30 yards untouched. Now, if he would have broke some tackles and fallen into the end zone, then I would have been like, damn, you know, like we can't tackle. Yeah, that's on the, Yeah, that's just on the players. At that that's point. just – yeah. But you rushed two people, dog, and you let him sit back there – and the biggest thing with me is, Dustin, is you, he scanned the entire field. And he saw Isaiah Bond with space, and he said, oh, wow, there's my guy. And threw an absolute dart. Threw an absolute yeah, dart. Can't take nothing away from four. Dog, we were so down on the kid at the beginning of the year. And I know I'm saying something positive about Alabama football right here. But I want to give that man his freaking props. All right? I hate Alabama with a passion. But number four, man, do everything he went through at the beginning of the year against Texas and that fan base, the way they freaking drug him, and now he's got you one game away from the college football playoffs, sign an apology for him and give it to him personally. 
because well, he might not be the greatest thrower of the football, but that dude has got freaking heart, man. He's a team leader. And that's what it, his reaction on the sideline last night, I woke up and saw it on Instagram. All right, people are on there because he said, give me the mother and Heisman. All right. I don't agree with that, but man, I love the intensity. You you let a guy sit back there for seven seconds, dude, in a clean pocket and and pick you apart. I'll never understand it. Um, I'm, I'm not okay with just bringing two people and having a quarterback spy, uh, especially with Eugene and his ability to get to the quarterback, Dustin. Like, that is my biggest thing. Even if you rush three there, send Eugene, man. Like, like you got to – you got to try to force Milrow off his spot, man. You can't let him sit back there, jersey clean, and deliver a ball like that. It can't happen. You rush four people there. You try to get him off his spot. Get him moving. Get him on the run, man. Like him having to throw if you if you rush him out of the pocket, all right. Just say you rush him to you rush him to his his left. All right. Say he goes left. He's having to throw 31 yards across his body to the end zone. All right, I'm fine with that. Like, if he if he would have if he would have dropped it in a bucket and we would have lost, hey, I can live with that, dog. I can live with that. But what I can't live with is him standing back there, no hand in his face, absolutely clean pocket. He could have sat back there and played a game of chess or checkers. All right, mm-hmm. he could have bent down and tied both of his shoes up because poor Jalen McLeod, there was nothing he could do. Right. There was nothing he could do. There, he wasn't getting away from that. I, I just, I'll never understand it, Dustin. It, and people ask me, they're like, well, what was, what were we supposed to do? That's on the DB. It's not, it, it, man, the hardest thing to do in football is to cover somebody for seven seconds when they know where they're going and you don't. I'm sorry. It's it's just it's the hardest thing in football, man. And uh, I I just it's Big Twelve. It's Big Twelve to rush two people, and you can't tell me any different. Uh, it's 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 heartbreaking. We had their ass on the ropes. We should have won this football game. We should have ended their season yesterday, and we couldn't get it done. Uh, I know he called a great game as a DC. I, I know he held them to 20 points at that point, and I know we wouldn't even be in that situation if it wasn't for the muff punt. But, damn it, we were in that situation, period. All right? It come down to one final play in this football game, and it was fourth and goal from the 31. I don't care how you slice it, how you dice it, how you cut it up. It come down to one play, and you couldn't get it done. Like you said. Like I said earlier, loser mentality. You you have a losing culture. And I know it's changing. I know it's changing. I saw the videos on social media last night from recruits there. They're excited. I know what they said after the game. They're excited. They know Hughes building something. But it hurts for those seniors. And like you said, man, when I see Jalen Simpson this morning on Instagram – and his story of him walking out on Jordan-Hare Stadium, and he says in bold letters, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He had nothing to apologize for. No, man. Uh, Jalen Simpson, brother, if you ever uh, come across this podcast, uh, 
man, you're the goat, dog. You're the goat, man. You 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 did it all for Auburn University. Um, you you stuck around when shit was south. You stuck around uh, through three head coaches. You stuck around and gave Auburn uh, everything you freaking had, dude. Yeah, you you sure. played through injury last night. Uh, taped up, wasn't coming out of the Iron Bowl. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't doing it, man. Um, we 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 owe you everything, dude. You have nothing to apologize about. You are Auburn, um, and and you've always been there, man. You've been there in the community. You've been there. Uh, anytime Auburn does anything social media wise to uh, promote Auburn or anything like that, thirty six has always been there. And uh, can't thank him enough. Can't thank the seniors enough, man. Like I know I'm tough on Zion, but uh, you know he's he's the same way, man. He he he's been through the mud. He's been through the struggles at Auburn. Uh, Nehemiah, the same way, bro. Hey, way to way to come up and and lay a lick on Milrow. Uh, th- that's 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 what I like to see, man. You you met that dude on the sideline. I know you took a blow, uh, but you delivered a blow. And and that's that's Auburn football, Dustin. Right. That's Auburn football. You're a, you, you got a yard, dude. All right, you got a yard. What are you gonna do? All right, are you gonna deliver a bow? Are you gonna let Jalen Milrow run you over? And Nehemiah, yeah, he took a he took a lick, but he delivered something. That's Auburn football, dog. That's the way it's supposed to be. That ain't rushing two people at the end of the game. There's no logic. There's no logic for you to sit here and tell me that that's okay. None. Period. I'm 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 done with it. Uh, this one freaking hurts, Dustin. It's painful. We had a quarterback that has gotten this gotten just dogged all year from everybody. All right. I'm not calling anybody. I'm just saying from everybody. From as a fan base, he stepped up last night, and then I still got people sitting here saying, "Oh, bro, we went five of sixteen for ninety yards." Like, bro. The man made plays to win a football game against one of the best defenses in the country. The man made plays. Did it show up on the stat sheet? No. But he made plays with his legs. He hit receivers. He 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 got the ball to VAR. Do you remember he overthrew the ball at Texas A&M? Last night he made the throw. All right? He made the throw. He, he threw a ball before half like we talked about to Rivaldo. You got to catch that. He made plays, man. We ran the ball down Alabama's freaking throat again this year. Last year we ran for 300. This year we ran for 244. We bullied them for 57 minutes. We bullied them, and we let them off the freaking hook. It's painful. It hurts, Dustin. Uh, I, and and you said it, the 2013 National Championship, dog. Like, I'm with you. This freaking hurts, man. It hurts. It's It's painful. Like, we could have ended their season, and uh, as an as an Auburn diehard, somebody who just loves—I mean, man—I'll be honest with y'all. I'm 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 talking from the heart right here. There's things that I don't do with my family because of Auburn football. That's real. That's real talk. All right. There's there's things. When it comes to Auburn football, and you ask me to go somewhere at two thirty on a Saturday, right. Right. you ask me to go to a pumpkin patch. All right, <laughs> I'm being for real. I'm I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like like 
you ask me to go to a pumpkin patch, I don't care if we're playing Western Kentucky. The answer is no. All right? Because it's Auburn football. And that's how dedicated I am, man. Like, I like I love this stuff. I love it. And I come in here and having to talk about this on today's episode, man. Uh, I don't know how we did it, Dustin. I don't know how we did it because I'm still hurting. Like, I'm telling you, I'm still hurt, man. My my wife put me on TikTok last night. Um, she was recording my reactions throughout the game, and, and uh, you know, I lost my voice, like, hollering with my dad and my brother, and I was heartbroken, man. I got, you know you know how heartbroken you are? I know I'm rambling on here, man, but, like, you know how heartbroken you are when uh, you ride in the car and there's no radio on? <laughs> and you just you're just riding. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no radio. There's no nothing. No yeah. You're just riding. And uh that was my ride home from my parents' house last night. Is just silence. Silence. And then when I got home, man, like no game or nothing. Like usually I'm pumped up. I'm like, man, Florida, Florida State's on. Like, I'm about to turn that on and watch it, you know? Nothing. I, I went straight, took a shower, brushed my teeth, got in bed, and my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm laying down. I, I can't take it. I can't. And this one hurt, Dustin. Yeah, it did. I, I, a lot of the same thing. Uh, ride back to the house in silence from Pop's house. <laughs> didn't didn't want to turn on a game because I didn't want to see that highlight at all. I, yep. I, I didn't want to see that play one time. I did see uh, Kirk Herbstreet's reaction to it, and I am so um, – I'm happy for him. I'm glad that his his Alabama Crimson Tide were able to to pull that out for him. You know, I'll save that one for another day. Uh, That's just a clown show, man. That's just a clown show. But that's why why this whole podcast situation is awesome because it's allowed people like Zach Blackerby. It's allowed people like our guys at the War Report and and all all across every fan base. And and now we're doing our thing here as well, obviously, to where – we can come and bring you the real, you know, the real deal, the real perspective. And obviously if you're watching this episode today, then I don't think you doubt either one of our, our passion. It's not, yeah. um, it's not an indictment. Like I said in the beginning, I know, cause I know how this goes. There's going to be people in the comments that say, guys, calm down. It's just one game. Yeah. Me and Blake both predicted us to lose this game by double digits. Yeah. Uh, Blake had it at 38 to 17. Yeah. So, we're not we're not caught off guard or anything like that. It's the simple fact that you're a passionate fan. You had your arch rival dead to rights, and you let them go. Um, I bet the next time that they roll back into Jordan Hare Stadium, that we got a whole lot more to compete with than two and three stars. And I think yep. it's going to be a little bit different because the last two times Bama's rolled through. They faced what two six and five Auburn teams. Yep, and they've escaped barely by the skin of their teeth. Well, they won't be facing a six and five Auburn team the next time they come into our stadium, and they won't be facing a roster like what they face because, man, we we got to the point, Blake, where like, think about this: Keldrick Falk gets hurt, right? Falk gets hurt, a true freshman. Gets hurt on the defensive yeah. line in the Iron Bowl. He goes out for what one play, 
And it's, mm-hmm. Bubba, you got to get your ass back in there. That's where we're at right now. We can't afford to miss one true freshman on the defensive line for more yep. than one snap. You look at this Georgia game this year, and you say, boy, we had that one. Not as much as this one, obviously. Yep. But but you look at it and you say, you sure had your opportunities. You look at that Alabama game this year and you say, boy, we literally gave it to you. Um, we, I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we gave it to you. Now, credit to Bama for making the play and credit to Bama for knowing how to win. And yep. we just don't know how to win right now. And it's it's like a it's like a guy that's 0 for 8 from the free throw line. He just got to make one. And that's kind of where we're at in these big games right now. It's just you just feel like the mistake's coming and then it comes. Or when that opportunity to make that big play is there, you just don't make it. And you know, well, obviously we're not going to have a game of this magnitude again until next season, so this opportunity won't present itself until next season, but yep. I know that uh, Hugh Freeze woke up this morning and started recruiting. Yep, two phones, baby. Yeah, I know. I know for absolute fact that Hugh Freeze is recruiting right now. And you think you think back to this current game, uh, and look, Var's balled, especially the second half of the season. Yeah. So this is no shot of Var, but uh, the one in the end zone there that he knew he wasn't able to come up with. He's a slot guy. That's not necessarily uh, the the. That's not the best position you want VAR to be in trying to make that catch. But Perry Thompson makes that catch. And me and Blake have seen him make that catch in person several times. He can do it. I've seen Cam Coleman make that catch in person several times. So let's see how that one goes out. Um, uh, Pike Road coming to coming to Mobile this weekend to play Sarah Land. I'm going to be there. We'll help on the defensive line, Malik Blockton. Let's see what this Ryan Williams looks like. Let's see if we can pull that. I'm just telling you, man, like, who knows what is needed. Um, to be able to pull us again, look at the way, look at the way that Alabama has recruited in, in the trenches. Let's just look specifically at the defensive line for a second, the way they've recruited the defensive line and the mm-hmm. way that we've recruited that offensive line over the past, let's just say four years. You can do that research if you want to. I'll just sum it up for you and tell you it's, it's night and day difference. Yep. And we ran for 5.7 yards a carry yesterday. And a lot of that is what our uh, the GOAT, Pat Dye, used to say. We just ain't scared to play you. Yep. Auburn's just not scared to play Alabama. Auburn's not scared to play Georgia. Um, look at the Iron Bowl last year. Look at the Georgia game last year. Look at them this year. Yes, I understand home and road. But I think that you can look at it and say a gap was closed. So now we're in a very important time. We're about to find out because there are some guys, Blake, that I think quit. Um, and, and and luckily for us, some of the guys that I think that uh, that I'm positive in saying just quit, um, some of those outside receivers, they're out of eligibility, right? So, whatever. But uh, so now here we go, right? Recruiting, portal, who wants to be here, all that kind of deal. Let's see what ball game we go to. Yeah. This one's gonna this one's gonna hurt forever. It is. But like you said, you alluded to some of the the posts on social media last night by some other recruits. It, it, there's uh, I, th- I think some special things happened last night in, in terms of that. I, I think some special things are going to happen. I, th- I think we come on, Blake. I'm going to say, I'm going to say top eight. I think we're going to finish maybe ninth, yeah. but I think we're going to come home with like a top eight class, and then, and then that it's all it's full steam ahead with the 2025 class. I think that 2025 class really has potential to be special. So, um, 
The bowl game's important to me, though, because I don't want to have three losing seasons in a row. I don't want to be Florida, man. No, no bowl, Billy. No. Let's uh, let's win this bowl game. Let's see where we go. But, yeah, if you are one of the fans that was at the game, just, like, props to you, man. I, uh, I'll finish with this, Blake. So, as everybody knows, I'm a Bucks fan, and I'm, I'm about to – as hard as the football is, fan inside me is today. I got my Bucks shirt on right here, and I'm about to head up to the sports bar and probably watch the Bucks blow a game they need to win. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't. I just I'm. I don't know what else to do. So when it comes time for that bowl game, you know, I'm gonna sit down in my Auburn gear. If it's Birmingham Bowl, I might try to make it and uh, and fully support. And I just think that I think that the brighter days are ahead, man. And I know that. Off the pain of this one, this one sucks. This one hurts. But Pat Dye went five and six his first year, like I said. And this is you know, earlier in the week, and this is a whole different era and all that kind of stuff. But, man, I don't know how you you can't look at last year and look at this year. The program as a whole. Look, I got questions about the rotating quarterback. How the hell do you not know what the, who's going on with your punt return? There's some stuff, you know, that needs to there definitely needs to be some personnel changes. How much? When I saw the uh, the when I saw the blown coverage, I wondered to myself, how much of that is a Wesley McGriff not being there situation? So you know, there's some things that that happened this year, and and, and I just know this: the guy that's running this team and head coach Hugh Freeze. Whether this works out, to be determined. But I know he's competitive as hell. And I know that these next three, four weeks here, I don't know if there's another head coach coaching a, a football team out there that's going to work harder than the one that we got. Yeah. And I know, I know that what happened last night bothers him more than it bothers anybody else. Yep. I'm pretty sure he didn't – and I, I – and, Hugh Freeze's bed is a, is a pointless mechanism because he ain't about to be in his bed for the for the next month. If I had to guess, that man's gonna put in the work. So, and I think that he put on a uh, he put on a show last night and in the Georgia game to show that hey man, I just need the guys. I because he doesn't even have the guys on the outside, Blake, to fully run his offense. Yeah. He really doesn't. And it's no shade at Malcolm Johnson Jr. But when you put Malcolm Johnson Jr. on the outside inside the red zone. You're just searching. You're just looking for something. Yep. So um, I know that it. Just, I know it sucks. And like you said, man, if we we had him for we had him for 57 minutes. But um, tough I, pill I, to swallow. It's it, it's just a it's just a tough one. But we get that bowl game, dude. We come in there. We'll we'll have plenty of recruiting momentum. Like I said, I I think this program is on the up, and I think that um. I think it's hard to deny that. It just sucks that this was such a big opportunity to where you could have kind of, you know, you could have jumped that up. And, and, and look, what we're always going to do here, man, is is we're going to speak from the heart, bro. And when Auburn, when Auburn drops a heartbreaker like that, you know, that's – uh. but I think everybody feels, uh, feels the same way that we feel, Blake. And – but I think that everybody – you know, look, when – in 2021, whenever we lost that game in three overtimes to Alabama, yep. we had legitimately we were we were up in the air as if we if because recruiting was struggling and we weren't sure where we were gonna go, right? Like yep. we didn't know whether after that game, 
I, I didn't know it was going to fall apart the way it did. So I'm not saying that I was like, all right, and and he won't even make it through next year. I didn't feel that way, talking about Harson. But I don't feel the way I feel right now. Now, this one hurts a lot more because, I mean, you just gave it away in a, in a glorious fashion. But as far as where this program was going, um, I hope them Bama fans, and, and I, I saw the way that, uh, that what's the name, Jermaine Burton acted, a real class act, that guy. Um, I saw the way that all, uh, a lot of them acted and, and doing all that. You better, you better enjoy it. You better enjoy it. Because that clock is it's about to strike midnight on that ass. Yeah. That 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 one that one that one right there is gonna be your last one of those in our stadium for for a little bit. And we, uh, how about let's not get blown out next year in Tuscaloosa? Because I feel like since Cam, that's been a trend, right? I don't th- I don't think we will. I don't either. Um, I, I, look, I agree with everything you said. And, and wrapping this episode up, Dustin, I, I this would be my final thing is, you know. I know it's tough. I know it hurts. It's painful. Uh, like we've mentioned all episode, man, it's tough to get through. Today is tough. Um, but a lot of preseason predictions had Auburn five and seven, four and eight, yeah. last in the SEC West. We went three and five in the SEC. Some people said we would go zero and eight. Some people said we would go one and seven. We can go back to June and July and pull up those predictions if you would like. Me and Dustin talked about them, and um, that did not happen. We, we won three SEC games in year one. We had the opportunity to win a lot more. Yeah. But with a lesser roster, we were in games in year one. I know we get on here and we talk about things that went wrong and things that happened, and in the heat of the moment, we send out tweets and we say stupid things sometimes because we're pissed off as fans. But at the end of the year, in year one, we're going to a bowl game. We're 6-6. Six and six. We have the opportunity to strike in recruiting. And we played – two of our biggest rivals, our two biggest rivals down to the wire and should have won both football games with a far, far less talented roster. I think we have to look at this in a positive light. I know it sucks going six and six, but we got to look at it in a positive light at the end of the day. And uh, we got to, we got to, we gotta buckle. Uh, we gotta buckle our pants, man. We gotta. We gotta pull them up and uh, and get to work. You know, we got to uh, put on the steel toes and and get back at it, brother. And and we're gonna be okay. Auburn football is gonna be okay. Cadillac, I'm, I'm still not off of that, man. Cadillac said we will be just fine, and uh, I truly believe that we're going to be okay, and and we're going to recruit at a high level. And Hugh Freeze, like you said, he's he's hurting today. He woke up and he's hurting today, but he's got those phones working. All right. He's got, he's recruiting and he's trying to flip guys. He's trying to flip elite athletes. KJ Bolden. I hope you saw the blown coverage yesterday. Hmm. I, I, I hope you saw what happened in the end zone in that last play of the game. And you could be the difference maker. Five-star safety. You could be the difference maker. KJ Bolden, Ryan Williams. Everybody keeps saying that you're an Alabama rock. I'm hearing differently, all right? I'm hearing that it's closer than it's ever been. 
Be a difference maker, man. Come to Auburn and be a difference maker. That's it. Perry Thompson, he did it. Everybody's sitting there, well, who's going to throw the ball to him? Who knows, man? The way the transfer portal is nowadays, who knows? Is it Peyton Thorne? I don't know. Peyton Thorne's going to have competition. Auburn's going to get a quarterback out of the portal. There's going to be a QB competition next year. Walker White will not be the starting quarterback. All right? We love Walker White, but he will not be the starting quarterback. So there's there's positivity in the program, man. I, I know it hurts. It stings, but we're going to be okay, Dustin. And, and all I can say is war damn eagle to that. And uh, – and we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Yeah, Like that video, if you have not, subscribed for that channel. Blake, I'm having surgery uh, Tuesday morning, so you might be doing solo dolo. You might be able to bring yeah. somebody in. And uh, I might be stubborn, and I might try to get on here and, and see if I can help you out. So we'll see how all yeah. that goes, man. But, uh, yeah, man, War Damn Eagle, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Live show Tuesday night, 7 p.m. We're out. We'll catch y'all then. Let's pack out that ball game, baby. Y'all stay fired up. Let's go. More damn, baby.